one. Uh, yeah, we're we're here. Hi, how are you today, Justin? Yeah, <laughs> it's been a it's been a long week. Yeah, work is insanely busy. Yeah, it's our busy season. It is your busy season for contracting. Thanks, adulting. Wow. wow. How are, how are you? Oh, you know. My back hurts. Mm-hmm. I'm hungry all the time. Mm-hmm. Not pregnant. Mm-hmm. I realized I was kind of digging myself a hole there. It's just a normal day. Yeah, I'm fine. How are you? I already asked. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So if, <laughs> I'm that, tired. if that's not a great indication of ah. how things are going. Oh, my goodness. That's it. Yeah, that's it. You know what I did today, though? I didn't tell you this. I, in researching my story, I went onto Wikipedia. Mm. as i do mm-hmm. and their message popped up and i talked about this last week their message popped up just like hey can you please help us in supporting this web page and i was like you know what all they're asking was for two dollars and 75 cents i was like hannah you blow that on a bag of chips and a sports drink like on the daily so yeah, I did. I donated to Wikipedia. I donated three dollars, and I was really proud of myself. Wow, you are one of the elite members of society. Thank you. At it's, this point now, it said average donation was fifteen. And I was like, "All right, Wikipedia." You yeah, know what? now you're pushing your luck. I'm here. I did a thing. Mm-hmm. I feel great about myself, mm-hmm. which of course is the only reason That's that people donate. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I was really proud of myself. Great. You got to protect that knowledge, you know, dude. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, so it's just gonna be you this week. Yeah, you gotta just sit back and relax and listen to the sweet sound of my voice for the next lifetime. Nice. I'm gonna try and make this one interesting. So fingers crossed, everybody. So my story today is a combination of real life and the life that happens online and the things that can come from mental illness and a wild imagination. And I'm just excited to tell this story. Mm -hmm. This story is one that I've been wanting to do for a while, but I didn't exactly know how to approach it. Interesting. So today I'm going to be talking about a topic. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be reading a lot from the following three articles. So a Washington Post article by Caitlin Dewey, a Rolling Stones article by Bryn Lovett, and a People Magazine article by Chris Harris. And all I'm going to do is just go ahead and jump in. Mm-hmm. All right. You ready for this, Justy? Let's go. Okay. Did you want to turn the lights off? Or are you good? We have our spooky pumpkin light Ooh. on our table. Is that okay? Is As you it... can all see, <laughs> very spooky pumpkin. We light. should just post a picture of it on our Facebook group and be like, look, a spooky pumpkin. Wow. <laughs> you do have a really nice orange glow on you right now. It's like if you had um, a spray tan, that's what you would look like. I am. You're hot. Mm-hmm. So, all right, you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Okay. And scene. He lurks in the background of gritty black and white photos. A gaunt, too tall figure with skeletal limbs. Yep. 
Some say he lives in the woods and eats children, a kind of demon descended from Eastern European myth. Some say he stalks human prey indiscriminately wherever he can find it, in basements, outside half-open windows, along lonely streets late at night when only occasional headlights cut across a road. Some say he has no face. Others, that his face looks like different things to everyone who sees it. But whatever they say, everyone generally agrees on one point. That the Slender Man, perhaps the internet's best and scariest legend, is indeed a legend. An invented character who can be traced back quite literally to an obscure form where in 2009, users photoshopped old pictures and improvised a backstory for their creations. So today, mm-hmm. we'll be talking about, as I just said, probably the internet's most infamous Definitely. scary creation. Yeah. The Slender Man. So I feel like all I had to say was black and white photos and you were already on board. Yeah, I, I already knew what you were talking about. <laughs> So I know that you are aware of the Slender Man. So mm-hmm. I apologize for you, my my dear Justy, that this is going to be some redundancy. But I am interested afterwards, if you don't mind, to just kind of see how much you knew. No, okay? this is going to be very interesting. Okay. I'm excited. All right. What I think is really cool about this is that Slender Man was cl- created quite literally on June 8th, 2009. That mm-hmm. is the 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 point and it's almost like we grew up with it in yeah, our teenage sort of, years yeah so i'm really excited again to see how much you know i remember hearing about this really like a lot okay growing up yeah interesting all right well if you're okay with that we're gonna go ahead and talk about how legend is born all right so as i said the origin of slender man could not be more precise on June 8th, 2009, a blogger by the alias Victor Surge, later identified as a Floridian man named Eric Knudsen, uploaded two photoshopped images to a thread titled, quote, Create Paranormal Images on the comedy website Something Awful. The idea was to see who could use, use their Photoshop skills to create the best new mythological creature. Activity and praise for Serge's tall, faceless ghoul flourished around the post immediately. Although previous entries had consisted solely of photographs, Serge supplemented his submission with snatches of text, supposedly from witnesses, describing the abductions of groups of children and giving the character the name The Slender Man. The quote under the first photo read, We didn't want to go. We didn't want to kill them. But its persistent silence and outstretched arms horrified and comforted us at the same time. From 1983, photographer unknown presumed dead. Knudsen, uh, excuse me, I I don't know if it's Knudsen, Knudsen, Knudsen. Okay, we're going to go with Knudsen. Knudsen, Knudsen? okay. Knudsen's second photo was stamped with the fake library seal. In the image, several children smile toward the camera while those in the back gather around a tall figure in a suit, summoning them with long and eerie outstretched arms. This time, the caption reads, One of the two recovered photographs from the Sterling City Library blaze, notable for being taken the day which 14 children vanished and for what is referred to as the Slenderman. Fire at the library occurred one week later. Actual photograph confiscated as evidence. 1986 photographer mary thomas missing since june 13th 1986 mm. Knudsen later revealed in an interview 
that his inspiration for Slender Man came from H.P. Lovecraft, mm -hmm. Stephen King, specifically his short stories and The Mist, The Surreal Imaginings of William S. Burroughs, The Tales of Mothman, <sighs> and a couple of games of survival horror genre, including Silent Hill and yeah. Resident Evil. Nice. Which I think is really interesting. Yeah. Knudsen's intention was to formulate something whose motivations can barely be comprehended and which caused unease and terror in a general population. Other pre-existing fictional or legendary creatures which are similar to the Slender Man include the Gentleman, who is a black-suited, pale, um, and bald demon from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Mm. Um, the concepts of men in black, mm -hmm. which are just unnatural stoic individuals who just disappear and come in and out of focus um, and are associated with bad things happening yeah. or trying to cover up bad things. And then lastly, um, a character called the question who is a DC comic superhero with a blank face whose secret identity identity is Victor Sage, a name uh -oh. similar to Knudsen's, alias victor surge gotcha yeah yes okay all right so what i just think is really interesting is this it's that within only a few days this hit the internet and exploded into infamy yeah so already on june 11 2009 uh Knudsen returns to something the something awful forum and posts a fictional doctor's note that mm. recounts several alleged slender man victims from the 1990s some of the accounts are extremely graphic, mentioning a mass of blood and human tissue present on the camera um, that was allegedly found and turned over to authorities by a patient at the Woodview Mental Hospital and Psychological Rehabilitation Clinic. Good. Uh, according to a follow-up post, 33 patients were later missing from the institution. Uh, this facility does not exist, just to put that gotcha. out there. Gotcha, yeah. <laughs> So I have a picture to show you, Justin, that is one of the first photos that shows the Slender Man. Mm -hmm. um, so I'll go ahead and turn my computer over to you. So would you mind kind of just describing what you see, please? Yeah. So it's a bunch of kids. Um, they're probably like young teens, sure. maybe not even teenagers, all looking towards the camera. And behind them is a really tall figure, um, just like a blank white face. The whole picture is black and white. It almost looks like he's wearing like a suit. Yeah. And his arms are kind of outstretched, but he's behind all of them. None of them are actually looking at him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's really interesting because I kind of think he looks like a bowling pin. Yeah, um, but... <laughs> yeah, that's a great way to describe it, actually. Um, but what I really like about these photos are <sighs> he is photoshopped into these photos in such a perfect way where it's like when you originally look at it, he's never in the focus of the photos. Mm -hmm. He's never he's never the focal point. Yeah, that's not the first place your eyes are drawn to. Exactly. Yeah. And it's almost like if you've ever heard of, you know, photos taken um, at like historic uh, traumatic events. So whether it be, you know, battles or, um, you know, bombings, whatever mm -hmm. it is, it's it's like 
ones where you can see or people say you can see, you know, demons in the background or sure. you can see a specific person who's not supposed to be there. Yeah. Um, but again, I think that that they did a really good job. And mm -hmm. there's a whole collection of these as well. Yeah, they're very unsettling. Yeah. And I don't like the no face of him. I think that scares me the most is just the complete lack of any emotion on his face because he doesn't have a face. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yuck. All right. So, as I said, that's just really... People ran with it. Mm -hmm. Because one day later, the, on June 12, 2009, the internet crowdsources its own stories of the Slender Man and, again, yeah. expanded even more. Mm -hmm. So fellow Something Awful users began uploading their own photos and interpretations of the Slender Man. The first Slender Man story is baited with the following hook. It says, I've been seriously debating sharing these, but after Victor Surge's post, I feel like I have to. This user recounts a case of missing teens who vanished while camping, claiming he was given a photo of the Slender Man by his uncle, a police officer still vexed by the incident years later. The photo has since been removed, but it led the way for multiple users to um, formulaically add onto the mythos of the Slender Man. Stories of elementary school fires and missing children continued to pour into the very same thread that housed Knudsen's original meme. Hmm. Only eight days later, on June 20th, 2009, the um, Marble Hornets bring the Slender Man myth to YouTube. So merely 10 days after Knudsen's first mention of Slenderman, three college film students, Troy Wagner, Joseph DeLange, and Tim Sutton, released a series of short videos depicting Slenderman in the style of the Blair Witch Project. So uh -huh. yeah, you have the camera to the face, yeah. not a lot of surroundings, that, that type of realm. Okay. Uh, further shaping Slenderman's foreboding legend. In the films, a supernatural monster seen as a tall, skinny, faceless humanoid with the ability to distort film footage and or kill all types of electricity sure. scenes, so including flashlights, the camera, whatever it is, yeah. okay. starts disrupting, sorry, um, starts disrupting a student's attempt to film his class project titled Marble Hornets. Mm -hmm. A classmate later discovers the footage after the student becomes increasingly unwell, obsessed with a version of Slenderman he calls the Operator. The film's captions explain how the person who captured this footage is now seriously disturbed. Over the next year, Marble Hornets amassed 97 episodes on YouTube with over 54 million views from across the world. Whoa. These films later go on to set the blueprint for, I would say, the relatively popular video game mm -hmm. in 2014 called Slender The Arrival. Okay. So you've seen gameplay of Slender. Yep. Uh, the arrival. Mm -hmm. um, I don't really have any notes on the game itself, but we have both watched a little bit of gameplay. And yeah. please correct me if I'm wrong, if you have anything else you want to add. But the big point from what I remember is you are walking through a forested area and you are trying to collect notes Yep. and not get killed. Correct. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, so like you're just in a big wooded area, like you said, at night sure. with a flashlight, walking around collecting notes mm. from identifiable structures like mm. within the forest and all the while slender man is silently and secretly 
following you Ugh. and trying to get closer and closer to take you. Sure. Do you, I'm sorry to put you on the spot here, but do you remember like if he sees you, can you escape? Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's not an instant death. No, you just have to try to break a line of sight. Okay. So Ugh. like if you can break his line of sight with you, then you can try to escape. Okay. But as soon as you're like out back out in the open, like he can find you again. Sure. Um, I've only watched one gameplay and that's of um, our boys, RKG mm-hmm. on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And they never won. No. I've never seen someone win the game before. So I'd be interested to see what happens, if it can happen. It, Yeah, it can. It I can. just don't know how. Okay. I've never seen it. I never sure. watched it. I think that's interesting. <laughs> All right. Well, if you're interested whatsoever in playing Slender, The Arrival, and mm. you can finish it, please let us know. Yeah. <laughs> Have fun. <laughs> Good luck with that one. Um, but all right. So I know that I've talked quite a bit about the lore behind Slenderman and, you know, what the, the most popular images and conceptions of him, what he looks like. But I really quickly just wanted to dive a little bit more in depth about how his mythology expanded more and talking about um, different ways that he's been depicted in the video games, in um, just online stories. Uh, But what is really interesting is that many folklore historians Mm -hmm. have actually um, accounted the Slender Man mythology into a 21st century folk tale or folklore. Okay. Because it has every single really requirement for a, a folk tale or a folk legend, whatever it is. Yeah. You know, it starts with maybe one person, a small group of people, mm-hmm. but then it is shared. And in this case on the internet and people continue to adjust it, to add on to it. But the original creator is not upset by that. Yeah. The original creator, he, he never like TM'd it. He never wanted it until later but we'll get to that yeah he never wanted it to just be this singular no this is the idea it's done Mm -hmm. but instead it's been added onto and and shaped and created into truly this very recognizable character yeah which i think is pretty cool yeah um but because of the slender man's fictional mythology and because it's uh, evolved without an official like official canon for sorts. Mm-hmm. Um, as I said, his appearance, motives, habits, and abilities are not fixed, but change depending on the storyteller and when they want the Slender Man to show up. So okay. a lot of the stories, you know, do happen in the 80s and 90s, but there have been stories that have been created back in like the early 19th century as well. Oh. Going all the way up into, you know, modern day. Interesting. Um, which has, yeah, I think it's very interesting. Yeah. So he is most commonly described, as we've talked about, as a very tall and thin, with an un, uh, as very tall and thin, with unnaturally long tentacle-like arms, um, which he can extend to intimidate or capture prey. Mm-hmm. In most stories, his face is white and featureless, but occasionally his face appears differently to anyone who sees it. Okay. He appears to always be wearing a dark suit and tie. A Slenderman is often associated with the forest or abandoned locations sure and has the ability to teleport 
Proximity to the Slender Man is often said to trigger, as we talked about, electricity and electronic um, shortages Mm -hmm. and uh, something called the Slender Sickness, Mm. which is a rapid onset of paranoia, nightmares, and delusions, which are almost always accompanied by nosebleeds. Ooh. Which sounds like a great time to me. That sounds terrible. It sounds really, really terrible. Um, but again, you know, are there are there any other depictions that you can think of him that are different than that? No, I mean that's definitely the most. That's the most well known one, as far as I'm aware. Yeah. Um. Here's just like one other like really really well known photo. Yeah, I've seen that one. Yeah. The super tall guy holding the little girl's hand. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he's like twice her size. If not more. Yeah. yeah. It's just seriously just the, the lankiness is mm-hmm. very unsettling. Yeah. So. All right, Justin. Well, that is the tale of the Slender Man. Mm-hmm. However, I unfortunately we would be remiss to mention that our dear Wisconsin became very, very infamous and tied into the tale of the Slender Man yes. in 2014. So much so that when doing basically any research on Slender Man, the Waukesha, Wisconsin stabbings and attempted murder yeah. um, are always going to be found. Mm-hmm. So... On the second part of my story, I will be talking about the attempted murder of Peyton Leutner, again, from Waukesha, Wisconsin. Morgan Geyser was allowed to have two friends over each year for her birthday. This year, she'd celebrate on May 30th. That is the day she and Anissa Wire would try to kill their friend during a sleepover. It was a sunny day in Waukesha, Wisconsin on Saturday, May 31st, 2014, and detectives Michelle Trisoni and Tom Casey were looking forward to a quiet work day. But then, just before 10 a.m., a shocking call came over the radio. A passerby on a bike had found a 12-year-old girl stabbed and lying on the side of the road. That girl was Peyton Leutner, who had been stabbed 19 times by her best friends, who were also 12 years old at the time, in the name of a fictional internet character named Slenderman. Officer Dan Klein was the first to respond to the call after a bicyclist had found sixth grader Peyton Leutner lying in the grass at the end of a dead-end road. She wasn't moving a whole lot, Klein said. As I approached her, I said, hi, I'm Officer Dan. Are you okay? She said, no. As I got closer, I started to see a bit more blood, and as I got closer, the more blood I saw. Leutner told Klein it was her best friend, Morgan Geyser, who attacked her in the woods. Trisoni said that when Leutner was brought into the emergency room, she looked like she was in a stream amount of pain. The look on her face is something that I will never forget, Trisoni said. Trisoni immediately sprang into action to collect information from Leutner in case she died from her injuries. She discovered from Leutner that there was another girl there at the time this happened. Casey went to Geyser's home and spoke to her mother, Angie Geyser. He discovered that the two girls had a sleepover the night before with a third friend, Nissa Wire. Mm -hmm. Neither Wire nor Morgan Geyser were at home. 
Police fanned out across Waukesha in an extensive search looking for the two missing 12-year-old. 12-year-old. I thought they were in an extreme amount of grave danger and that we might find these girls dead, Casey said. But just before 3 p.m., Morgan Geyser and Anissa Wire were found sitting on the side of the I-94 freeway. They had walked for about five hours from Waukesha. They were kind of dirty, covered in some stains, Trisoni said. Their demeanor was very calmed. They seemed kind of meek, if you will. When we brought the girls back, Peyton was actually still in surgery and we did not know if she was going to make it. We didn't know if this is going to be a homicide investigation or what this was going to turn out to be. Police spoke to the two girls in separate rooms for hours. Casey said he remembers Morgan Geyser being very calm. Mm. I mean, she's at a police department and she's covered in blood. It's, it's, a, it's as if this is a normal day for her, Casey said. Morgan Geyser asked police, police what happened to Bella, the girl's nickname for Leutner. Is she dead? I was just wondering, she said. Ew. This is a 12-year-old. Yeah, sixth grade. Casey mentioned that it didn't really seem to concern Morgan Geisner if Leutner was dead or alive. I might as well say it. We were trying to kill her, Geisner said. She explained that they attempted the murder to appease whoever Anissa was talking about. She made it seem necessary. This is going to get me arrested, isn't it? Morgan Geyser admitted that she didn't really think about what would happen after stabbing Leutner. I figured that if I get I sorry, I figured that I'd get into trouble eventually, though, because mommy always says that whatever you do catches up to you eventually. And it did, Morgan Geyser said. Anissa told me that we had to, because she said that he'd kill our families, a man. I didn't know him, but Anissa knew him. Weiser explained, Wire up explained to the police that she learned about the frightening Slender Man figure on a website that collects horror f- stories called Creepypasta Wiki. Mm-hmm. There was one of them called Slender Man. He can be anywhere from 6 feet to 14 feet tall, Wire said. He's, like I said, a tall guy who constantly wears a suit. He doesn't have a face. His skin is white. Wire said that the Slender Man strangles his victims with tendrils protruding from his back and that he targets children the most, according to what she learned at the website. I actually thought he was real because I saw him, Wire said. We were like talking on a bus. I look out the window and I see this thing standing like this with tendrils. Looks exactly like a tree. There and gone like that. I was really scared knowing that Slender Man could easily kill my whole family in three seconds. Trasoni said the girls aimed to show Slender Man that they were worthy by killing someone. Wire told police that it was Morgan Geyser who said, we have to kill Bella. And that it was also Morgan Geyser who found out that Slender Man has this big mansion in the middle of Nicolay National Park. The girls told police their plan was to walk to the mansion to be with Slender Man. And Justin, I know you know Wisconsin geography, but from where Waukesha is, the Nicolay National Forest would be at approximately a four to four and a half hour drive, mm-hmm. let alone walking there. Yep. My thought was, said Tristoni, is she doing this for Morgan? I think Anissa lashed onto it because she sees what Morgan is liking and let me go for it full steam ahead. So young girls kind of just playing off each other. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Morgan Geyser implied that Wire was the one who took the lead in planning the attack. I didn't really understand what we were doing, but I didn't want to make Anissa mad, Morgan Geyser said. It's hard enough to make friends. I don't want to lose someone over something like this. It wasn't until we, it wasn't until we started talking with the girls that we really knew it was the two 12-year-old girls 
that had planned this for six months to kill their friend. Six months? Six months of premeditated murder. For 12-year-olds. For 12-year-olds. Good. So the girls had three plans to murder Peyton Leutner. All right. You have no idea how difficult it was to not tell anyone, Morgan Geyser told police of their murder plot. We would all be together. It was a flawless plan, actually. Wire said she and Morgan Geyser talked about their plan to murder Leutner in public sometimes, but we made sure to whisper. We would use code words like knife, we use cracker. For killing, we use the words itch. The girls revealed to the police that there were three different plans to kill Leutner and that the plan evolved over the course of a sleepover at Morgan Geyser's house. First, Wire said that Morgan Geyser suggested they duct tape Leutner's mouth shut in the middle of the night while she was sleeping so they could stab her in the neck. Wire said that they changed their plan because they were too sleepy and tired from going to a local skating rink that night. Oh my gosh. The morning comes and they wake up and they get up, start playing with Silly Putty and playing with her iPad and playing dress up, Trisoni says. While Peyton is putting on a a pink princess dress, the two start talking and devising plan number two. Wire said that while Leutner was dressing up, Morgan Geyser suggested killing her in a bathroom stall at a park where there was a drain for blood. Wire added that Geyser took a knife from her kitchen. Geyser claimed that it was Wire who took the knife and carried it in her bag. There was a lot of deception in Morgan's interview, Casey said. It seemed like Anissa is saying this is what happened, but when you listen to Morgan, she always says, well, I think that Anissa did that. I think this happened. After asking Morgan Geyser's mother if they could go to the park, all three girls left the house. The girls were in the bathroom stall at the park where they decided to knock out Leutner before they killed her. From what I read on the computer, it's easier to kill people when they're asleep or unconscious, and it's also easier if you do not look them in the eyes, Wire said. I kind of banged her head up against the concrete. But the girls lost their nerve to carry out their second plan and left the bathroom. Wire said she was the one who suggested taking Leutner into the nearby woods to kill her. We led her there and tricked her. We said that we were going to go bird watching, Morgan Geyser said. People who trust you become very gullible, and it was sort of sad. I hate reading this. I hate this so much. It is just... This is literally mm-hmm. a psychopathic 12-year-old. Yep. <clears throat> it feels like I'm reading a fictional story, and it is just... It is really, really hard for me to say these words. It's just so... Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's hard to imagine this being real. Yep coming out of the mouth of a 12-year-old girl. Yep. Barely out of elementary school. You are a baby. Truly. You are absolutely a baby when you're 12 years old. And to have this complete lack of any emotion or any a complete lack of remorse is just... Mm-hmm. All right, but we gonna keep going. Right. All right. Detective Shelley Fisher said that as they approached the woods, they suggested playing a game of hide and seek. Geyser counted, and Loiner and Wire hid. She was gonna hide one. She was gonna hide one place, and I was gonna hide in another. And then Morgan and I were gonna be like lionesses chasing down a zebra. I was gonna tackle her, and then Morgan was gonna do the stabbing. Wire said. 
So I started walking away. And then like when I was about five feet, feet away, I said, now, Wire said, I'm like, go ballistic, go crazy, make sure she's down. What did you do next? Casey asked Morgan Geyser. I already told you, stab, 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 stab. It was weird. I felt no remorse. I thought I would, but I actually felt nothing. It's almost as if they're writing their own story, that they're living their own creepypasta story, Trisoni said. I mean, you don't often see this with adults, and to have this happen between 12-year-olds is absolutely horrifying. During the interrogation, Wire asked police where Leutner's body was, and police revealed she was alive at the hospital. I know she'll never trust me again and that she hates my guts, Wire said. Trisoni said that she didn't realize the enormity of this all. Yeah. when that's your response right oh she's not gonna trust me again yeah you really think that matters anymore uh uh-huh oh man a week after the attack fisher went to the hospital to interview leutner i asked peyton how the attack stopped and she simply said that morgan just stopped and stared at her that both her and anissa for a while just stared at her with this blank stare the last thing she said to me was i trusted you morgan geyser said then she said i hate you And then we lied to her. Anissa said that she'd go get help. And we left. All in all, Morgan Geyser stabbed Leutner 19 times. Wires said that she told Leutner to lay down and be quiet. You'll lose blood slower. She tried to get up. She said she couldn't see. She couldn't walk. And that she couldn't breathe, Wires said. They told her that they were going to go get help. But Anissa said flat out, no, we weren't going to get help. We wanted her to die according to Trisoni. Okay, so getting more into the aftermath of this all, I want to first and foremost say that no one died. Mm-hmm. That Peyton Leutner miraculously after getting stabbed 19 times all over all over her body survived her injuries and is living and thriving and doing her damn best today yeah, yeah. um she has been uh, a brave soul and just to say how freaking brave this girl is so she got attacked Basically, you know, at the beginning of summer on May 31st, Justin, she returned to middle school that September. Oh, my gosh. And went to school and graduated and is off doing better things now. That's crazy. So there's that. All right. So now we're going to get into the the trial bits. It's not a lot, but I just kind of want to talk about like the aftermath of this um, because this freaking was everywhere right after it happened. Mm-hmm. So this was pretty, pretty controversial. Um, but I do just want to say that, you know, I do not have experience with law or any of that. So, you know what, I, I can't say anything about it, but there's a lot of conversations going back and forth with, okay, do you charge these 12 year old girls as adults or do you charge them as minors? 
So uh, they actually were charged as adults with attempted first degree intentional homicide and were taken to the West Bend Juvenile Facility. Great. During that time, before the uh, before the final placements of the girls, investigators uncovered notebooks with writings and drawings related to Slenderman in Morgan Geyser's locker. In her bedroom, uh, David Janish, who was a former police officer hired by Morgan Geyser's legal team, found drawings of Slenderman and mutilated dolls that had their heads cut off, their arms, and their legs cut off. Ooh. Police also found Morgan Geyser sent Anissa Wire an email instructing her to remember to clean out her browser history before the attack. And looking through the Geyser home computer, there were literally thousands of internet searches that were done with things like how to get away with murder, what kind of insane am I, what mm. is wrong with me. Oh my. See, she was searching these things ahead of time, Casey said. Trisoni said that she definitely had a clear sense of... Um, who was the ringleader, who was driving this, and between the two girls, it was definitely Morgan. Morgan Geyser was later diagnosed with early-onset schizophrenia, which is extremely uncommon at her age, but it was actually revealed that her father also has schizophrenia, so Uh, maybe some correlations there. Both girls entered not guilty pleas by reasons of mental disease or uh, defect. Um, Anissa Wire was supposed to go to trial first, but took a last-minute plea deal. She pleaded guilty to a lesser charge of attempted second-degree intentional homicide. As part of her deal, a jury would hear in her insanity defense and decide whether she was criminally responsible and should be sent to a prison or not guilty by reason of mental disease or defect and sent to a state mental institution. So um, I will come back to that, but I'm just going to say that both girls were were put into... Um, uh, excuse me, mental facilities. My apologies. Okay. Sorry, I just I had a I had a brain fart for a second there. Yeah. Um. So the the um verdict. Excuse me, Hannah. The verdict was as follows: Anissa Wire was charged twenty five years, and Morgan Geyser was charged forty. So that's fun. Okay. All right. On June 1st, 2014, so uh, basically the day after it happened, the coverage of this brutal incident puts the legend of Slender Man front and center for like the first time ever on every single platform besides, you know, creepypasta. Mm-hmm. As the case blows up on TV and tabloids and online, terrified parents demanded to know who the Slender Man was and why impressionable young children are willing to kill for him. The conversation around the case rocket Slenderman into mainstream as people continue to ask questions about the strange fictional creature's impact on young people. Mm-hmm. Three days later, on June 4th, 2014, creator Eric Knudsen speaks out. Hounded by terrified parents and obsessive media, Knudsen finally appears to the public, albeit briefly, and says, I'm deeply saddened by the tragedy in Wisconsin, and my heart goes out to the families of those affected by this terrible act. He announced through a publicist, distancing, distancing himself from the horrific events. Um, as of 2021, he has not addressed the media sense regarding the stabbings. I mean, he doesn't have to. No. It's not his fault. It's not his fault. <clears throat> I just hate how the entire thing became demonized mm-hmm. just by everybody who didn't know about it yep. just because of this one thing. Well, I'm not trying to... I want to get back to that point, Mm -hmm. but unfortunately, there's two things. Because, Justin, five days later on June 9th, 
Hardly a week after the vicious attacks on Peyton Leutner, an Ohio teenager stabs her own mother to allegedly appeal, or excuse me, appease to Slenderman. Good. Quote, I came home one night from work and she was in the kitchen waiting for me and she was wearing a mask, a white mask, reported the wounded mother. She later reveals to the media how her daughter had become obsessed with the Slenderman role-playing, claiming, we found things she had written and she made references to Slenderman. She also made references to killing. She had even created a world for Slenderman and Minecraft. Wow. I didn't know about that. I did not know that either. But like you were saying before this, it took this intellectual, um, what is it called? Intellectual property, property yeah. intellectual property idea where how many thousands of people saw these stories and didn't act on it? Yeah. I mean, it's, think it's not real. It. No, that's the whole point. Like, it's supposed to be fictional, fun, creepy. Like, that's never, it, nobody ever claimed that it was actually real. No. And it wasn't asking people to kill for no. him. So, unfortunately, again, like you said, it's, it's just another, uh, it's a horrific story of how, how people can blame they blame creativity media and they blame media and creative yeah creative media and this is this is truly it's headline stuff this yeah. is how so many things get demonized and it I, i'm not trying to you know diminish taylor's or excuse me oh my gosh yeah okay i say her name wrong peyton's peyton's sufferings or anything like that mm -hmm. but i just think it's very interesting because um the news from Wisconsin, almost exactly on the fifth anniversary of the original thread of Slender Man, uh, basically just changed everything. The few remaining blogs about Slender Man were either shut down or severely restricted to posting on the topic, and writing on the subject could not ignore the event, so people didn't really talk about the lore anymore. It was just strictly about the stabbings. Yeah. And even now, the stabbing is something of a taboo subject among the Slenderman's um, splinter communities that remain. Sure. Um, according to the moderator for the Slenderman wiki, uh, they said, we don't condone violence. We don't want people hurt. We don't approve of hate. We feel awful for the families for the tragedy in Wisconsin. And we try our, and try our best to keep it from happening again with what little power we have. Mm -hmm. We just want to enjoy a good horror story. We just want to be left alone. Other fans that were left or that were reached out to were a little bit more willing to discuss the stabbing and the effect that it had on the quote unquote slender nation. Most agreed that while it was a tragedy and shouldn't be condoned any in any way, it had a perception effect. Yeah. The stabbing was explicitly tied to slender man, although other incidents were alleged to have had those connections. Mm hmm. People outside the internet knew who he was, and what they knew was that he was dangerous. While the Waukesha incident was very real, Slender Man became another boogeyman for a generation of parents who were worried about the latest fad corrupting their youth. <laughs> At the time of the stabbing, Waukesha police chief Russell Jack said that the attack should be a wake-up call for parents because the internet is full of dark and wicked things. Yeah, That became the mantra for the media frenzy, one that would ultimately cripple the fandom for good. Hmm. Um, I do have a September 2021 update. Mm, okay. 
because on September 13th of this year, 19-year-old Anissa Wire mm-hmm. was released from Winnebago Mental Health Institute in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, uh-huh. after only serving four out of her 25 years. The terms of her conditional release require that she live with her father, officials uh, confirmed according to this article. Wire, who wasn't originally supposed to be released until she was 37 years old, Mm -hmm. must also submit to around-the-clock GPS monitoring and receive regular psychiatric treatment. Her internet use will be monitored by the Department of Corrections, and she is forbidden from accessing the web from outside her father's house. Mm -hmm. So this is a, a letter that Wire wrote. Um, to her plea court and said, by petitioning the court for conditional release, I am not saying I am done with my treatment, Wire wrote. I'm saying that I have exhausted all the resources available to me at the Winnebago Mental Health Institute. If I am to become a productive member of society, I need to become a part of society. That's fair. Yeah. So, Justin, in closing, I will quote a uh, a 2018 um uh, Verge, the Verge article by Carly Veloci that says Slender Nation faltered when the myth got too big, mm-hmm. then shrunk again when companies that failed to understand the nature of the material tried to profit off the community's organic collaborator- collaborative efforts. They are talking about a very failed Slenderman movie. movie yeah. <clears throat> and unlike so many cases where a fandom takes over a property and claims ownership of it, Slenderman was always a fan creation. As a creepypasta with a thriving, dedicated fandom, he was one of the internet's most pervasive horror images because they kept him alive. Without them, he becomes yet another fading piece of lore. And that is my story of the Slender Man and of the attempted murder of Peyton Loitner. That was really good. Thank you. It was amazing, actually. It was very moving. Oh. It's just it's truly at a word unbelievable yeah i don't really know what else to say about it well truly you know and again as i said for a million times i'm not trying to diminish anything that happened to peyton or to her family or any of that trauma but i just want to you know just try and and compare it to you know if if someone was saying okay well like santa claus wants me to kill or the bigfoot wants me to kill or the mothman made me do it yep you know i understand that that these are very different but i don't think that i don't think that an entire fandom deserved to be shut down no no um and I always go back and forth. You know, there's always so many conversations of like, okay, well, you know, video games make people more aggressive and, yeah. you know, these type of stories, they get into people's head. And it's like, okay, I understand that creative freedoms, you know, they 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 absolutely introduce new ideas into people's head. That is the whole purpose of them. Yeah. When you read a Stephen King book for the first time in your life, you're probably going to be like, wow. I've never thought of this before. Mm-hmm. When you read a religious text for the first time in your life, you're probably going to think, wow, I've never looked at my life like this before. Yeah. But again, unfortunately, I truly believe that even in a world where you can have all of these, all of these resources, all of these things that can lead to really awful things, 
you need to have people in your life that still continue to tell you right from wrong and good from bad. Especially that young. Especially that young. Because how many young people, how many people in their life have heard of awful things, lived through awful things, and they don't want to hurt other people? Exactly. And yes, I understand mental health is absolutely a thing and mental illness, excuse me, is absolutely a thing. Yeah, that definitely had a played a huge part in this story. Absolutely. But um, at the same at the same token, I mean, as we said, this story became demonized because of the mental illness that was associated with it. Yeah. But nobody is willing to stick up for the stories mm-hmm. and the creativity. It's oh my just gosh, like yeah. Oh, well, this happened, so these must be bad. Yeah. But it's not that simple. Nothing ever is. No. So I um I appreciate you listening. Yeah. I um I am very happy that it technically had a you know a happy ending. I'm just incredibly happy to know that, you know, Peyton survived and is yeah. hopefully thriving and yeah. um yeah so thank you for for listening it was a hard one to read it was a really hard one to 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 read the the thoughts and perceptions of of a 12 year old who just tried to kill their friend yeah so yeah it was really good though thank you good job thank you all right got a recommendation for me baby um yeah 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 go for it you're first this week so my recommendation as the seasons change um and if you feel like indulging a little bit get yourself some seasonal dove chocolate <laughs> because we got the pumpkin white chocolate pumpkin oh pie my ones goodness so good oh so beautiful just embrace the seasons with candy and food and warmth yeah you know if you're a tea drinker, coffee drinker, decaf, you know what? Heat up some water. Put mm-hmm. some lemon in it. Ooh. Just get some warmth in you. Open up your mouth when you're taking a shower. And just, you know. Great. Get some warmth. I love it. What do you got? Um, Mine is going to sound like it is a marketing plug, but it's it's not. It is. Great. Um, Your girl likes to make free money. Mm-hmm. A lot. And mm-hmm. so uh not a sponsor. Not I, literally not a sponsor. Okay. Hear me out. A couple months ago, I downloaded an app called Fetch Rewards. And honestly, all you do is just um scan receipts. Like you just take pictures of receipts. Um, I'm again, I'm not a sponsor. I'm not gonna tell you my personal code because you don't need to know it. Go out and do it. Um, but I was really creepy at Target yesterday and I was like sifting through the garbage can for other people's oh, receipts. My gosh. <laughs> But seriously, it's just an easy way to make some free money, get some gas cards, and yeah, it's nice. So check it out if you got a smartphone. Go for it. You know, do your thing. Do whatever you want to do. Great. But you should probably just stay safe. And stay spooky. Goodbye. Goodbye.